0: Welcome to Chapter 1 of Health System CIO's podcast interview with Aaron Miri, CIO at Dell Medical School at UT Health Austin. In this segment, Miri talks about the partnerships among health systems and public entities that have enabled Austin to flatten the curve, how his team has leveraged technology to create an alternative to N95 masks, and why he believes culture is the biggest factor in fostering innovation. As much as 80% of patient information is unstructured and stored outside of an EMR. Highland Healthcare helps complete the patient record by consolidating and connecting this unstructured content to core clinical systems. With a full suite of content services and enterprise imaging solutions, Highland gives clinicians a single view of all documents and medical images associated with the patient via the EMR, enabling more informed health decisions and improving patient outcomes. Highland Healthcare. See your whole patient. Visit highlandhealthcare.com to learn more.
1: This has been probably, you know, I've been doing now health IT for quite some time, and this has probably been the most intense, interesting, fearful, frightful, and anxious, but successful period I've ever seen in terms of healthcare IT and what technology can bring to the table in terms of enablement. And so it is something that I think all of us are going to look back and and shake our heads. But I think for those of us who are going through this right now in our careers, we're going to come out the other side, I think, with some fantastic new ideas that maybe we wouldn't have adopted initially because we were so comfortable. So this is the way it's always been. And the other thing I, I think is beautiful to watch is the startup industry and how many startups have been successful and have grown because of they're able to morph and pivot to help with the COVID response It's been really nice to watch as our industry grows up.
2: Yeah, definitely. And I think that that's a really apt way to put it. And um, definitely want to get into some of the the ways in which your organization is leveraging innovation to deal with this very different challenge. And one of the webinars you had done for us kind of recently was happening just when you had the uh, initiative with uh, Contour 3D. And I really wanted to talk a little bit more about that sounds like a really great example of something that came about with a very short turnaround and has made an impact.
1: Sure. Happy to talk about it. Happy to talk about a number of projects we've had like that.
2: Sure. So before that, as far as the COVID status in your area, how are things looking right now?
1: Yeah, so Austin's doing great as a city. And I say this as the students now return to campus. So, you know, knock on wood, you've always got to wonder about 18-year-olds and their ability to self-isolate and uh, mask and and whatnot, but that's okay. So put that aside for a second. The city has done fantastic. Uh, The public health response here, I gave a lot of credit to the local news and local public health authority and uh, local health systems like ourselves and Ascension and HCA and some of the Baylor Scott and White, some of the big ones in this area of just educating the general public on the importance of being careful, washing your hands, uh, keeping distance, um, and just being mindful. And so because of that, Austin has seen a declination in terms of positivity results and uh, numbers of folks being admitted into like the ICU into more acute levels of care because of COVID. And so all of that is a public effort, right? That there's no one person or one magic pill that you can take and all this gets better. It's, it's a comprehensive uh, response in addition, there are some fantastic partnerships like Dell Med, Health Austin, and Austin Public Health partner together for contact tracing. And so we've been contact tracing over the whole summer, large swaths of the population and helping people understand, hey, you may have been exposed, please self-isolate, or you know who are you next to because you're affected or you're positive. That's been very helpful. And so all of those efforts together have really helped Austin as a whole. And that's been really nice to watch.
2: Right. It sounds like the city, the health systems are kind of working together and people are really focused on doing the right thing and getting out of the really uh, the dangerous territory.
1: That's correct. And, and I give a lot of credit to the physicians too. It, it's been amazing to watch. You know, we have a stand up call uh, every other day, first thing in the morning with a number of physicians from across numerous health systems that just sort of share uh, what's going on, you know, what has worked, what has not worked. And physician partnership, as well as organizational partnership, I was speaking towards really has been just the lion's share of success. And I give so much credit to physicians and clinicians and nurses and students and whatnot that are literally banding together and just making things happen for the benefit of the public and for the patients that we care for. And it's why we're in medicine, right? It's why we're in medicine, why we want to enable our physicians and clinicians to be successful and effective with technology and and to watch them do their magic and do what truly is heroic work. is just amazing. And and I'm blessed to be part of it.
2: Wow. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the facial scan initiative. Can you give some background as to kind of how this came about?
1: Sure. So as was publicized in the news, probably April-ish timeframe, March, April-ish timeframe, PPE, which is the personal equipment that um, the clinicians wear, was in short supply. And in fact, I was on one of our stand-up calls I was just referencing, and our chief clinical officer mentioned we were down to about 17 days of on-hand PPE available to us, the health system, and we were having very difficult times sourcing alternatives. And so at that time, the situation looked so grim in terms of our forecasted potential uh, casualty rate and whatnot coming by early summer and the fact that our clinicians were not going to have PPE and or being forced to reuse PPE, which is even more dangerous. I said, listen, I'm at the University of Texas at Austin. There's got to be a way that we can create something that's just as effective, just as fast, if not faster. And at least I can prevent you know, some sort of, of positivity or virus transmission because we were able to do something for our clinicians. As we got into it, um, I contacted the UT Engineering School because our engineering school is like one of the best in the world. And I said, listen, guys, I have the idea. I have the wherewithal. I have the bandwidth. I have the clinicians in need. I need you guys to help me solve this problem, right? And they were awesome. And so literally over a period of three, three and a half, four weeks, including a partnership with some major technology companies, Uh, We were able to 3D facial scan, in which case we were able to 3D print custom-fit masks, uh, leveraging a standard 3M filter that filters the 0.2 microns necessary uh, to filter the virus out. And I can't call it N95 because it takes FDA certification, which this is now going through, which is a little bit of time, but it's N95-like, and it's better than your typical physician-clinician face mask. That's not mm-hmm. N95. And so uh, to the degree of it, it really pulled us through a pinch. Now, the PPE shortage issue nationwide sort of alleviated a few months into the pandemic, which was thankful. We still equipped all of our physicians with masks because, you know, they're going through normal N95 masks very, very quickly, and face shields and whatnot. And to 3D print these materials, now that we have a design that works, that's been tested, uh, we've done all of the normal you know, bitrix tests, which is the bitter tasting, you spray basically spray around the mask, make sure nothing leaks through. Uh, we've done all mm-hmm. the various isolation mask protocols necessary and it's passed with flying colors. You know, We feel comfortable in that. If in the event we don't have an N95 available to you, you could switch to this without a problem. Our protocol for it was actually interesting. And so this came from some of the frontline clinicians, which I'm really proud that we enabled them from the very beginning, which is give them one 3D printed mask for non-COVID, one 3D printed mask for COVID, and then one hot spare. So at any given time on a shift, they have three masks they can sort of rotate through and then they can toss these in a dishwasher when they get home, a washing machine when they get home, whatever that has high temperature, and it will kill the virus. And so even when you autoclave these masks, you know, 30 to 50 times in a row, which we did sort of a stress test, no problem. And so the physicians really like that. And, and N95 masks, if you've ever worn one for quite some time, become really uncomfortable, particularly yeah. if you have interesting facial features, it really hurts you. These because they are form fit to your face. They fit even the most oblong noses and all the other things that you know, make us unique and make us great people. It helps because it's really made for you, um, and it's even initialed with your name on the bottom of it. So it was a great initiative. It was a, it was a fun. Uh, thing to see UT come together. We're still working on it and still refining even better materials and quicker and whatnot. But the whole point of this is to get it out there at cost and at scale and just to help people. It's not meant to be anything other than this is an alternative. And already we've had some of the largest health systems in the country engage us because they want to start equipping their clinicians. And so we're helping them right now.
2: Yeah. And something like this just makes such a difference because we always talk about how wanting to uh, not even make jobs easier, but just give people the tools they need to do their jobs. And during a time right now, the last thing you want is for (laughs) clinicians to have anything else to worry about.
1: You're exactly right. And at that, our clinicians, you know, already going home every single night and you talk to them, they're worried about infecting their family, infecting their, their neighbors. And so they are doing everything they possibly can to keep themselves and keep their loved ones safe. And for me personally, the thought that, I could have done something to help them, in this case, 3D mm-hmm. printing, and I didn't, wasn't something that I could sleep well at night with, especially if we could solve this problem. And just because it's never been done before, doesn't mean that we can't go do it.
2: Yeah. What you just said there is, is so big, because I think that speaks to the spirit of innovation and really being able to uh, not just say, hey, could we do this down the road, but really being able to get to work on something. And it really seems like that has to be part of the culture. It has to be kind of built in.
1: It does. And one of the reasons why two years for me has flown by in a blink of an eye here at UT Austin is because they encourage you to be bold. You know, it's kind of why this is one Mm -hmm. of the top 10 public schools in the country and top 30 in the world is because of that, that mantra, you know, take those calculated bets, fail fast, figure out is this something viable and go blaze new trails. And so when you have that as an ethos, as a, a, especially as an academic health system, everybody rallies around it. And it's okay to throw a Hail Mary football. You know, it's not shunned on, it's not frowned on, you know, be smart and do the right things, but take a Hail Mary, especially when there's a situation like this where your backs are pressed against the wall. And so what we've seen over and over again with COVID, when you read the success stories across the country, what we've been talking about at a federal level at the high tech has been these success stories of people leveraging tech do amazing things, right? Amazing things. We have numerous stories like that coming out of UT Austin. I'm just proud to look at the team and say, I'm part of this. I'm blessed to be part of this.
0: Yeah. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, Visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.